0: Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I record this um, podcast from my studio here in London, UK. It's um, quite late, it's already um, past 10 in the night because I just got chatting, got into a very interesting conversation with somebody and I've just got some exciting plans and Ideas I had for this podcast. So that's all well and lovely. But yeah, I just want to say I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC Chat Live discussions, then why don't you follow and like and share and retweet on Twitter with my handle, The Marketing Anu, or join our LinkedIn group, which is the PPC Chat Roundup on LinkedIn. And if you're on Instagram, check us out at um, PPC Chat underscore roundup but I feel like it goes without saying but I am going to say it if you're listening on Spotify or Apple please like um, subscribe to it on Apple you can leave a review that's really going to help with the growth of this for me to tell people how much you like it so that more people can listen when I post about it would really appreciate it if you could yeah retweet my posts about new episodes coming out and just tell all your friends and family About it, I'm trying to get those numbers up today. We're led again by the lovely Julie Baccini, and we discuss not a surprise at all because of the the outage that Facebook had. And when we say Facebook, we mean several of the Facebook products, so not just Facebook, but as well as Instagram and WhatsApp. They were down for most of the day. I don't even think they go back live until this morning. Please correct me if I'm wrong. and so today we're going to be talking about diversification in PPC um, which is you know not surprised because A lot of people, I imagine, with social media, the first thing you think of is, you know, go on Facebook, you know, use Instagram. But there are options. Twitter had a field day yesterday, basically. They sent out a tweet going, you know, to everybody, hello from Twitter kind of thing, something along those lines. Because, yeah, everybody was pretty much just using Twitter now. LinkedIn also were kind of, you know, used the meme of a car diverting away from the highway going towards Facebook and Instagram and and WhatsApp and diverting towards LinkedIn highway. But loads of stuff that we're going down and people talking about that. But on the back of that, we thought it was worth talking about how we can diversify that, how we can really find other opportunities of doing social media. I know that there's always been talk, especially about how it is difficult to use Facebook ads, how their platform is quite clunky as well. Support is not really that great as well, but because they are like Google, they do have quite a monopoly on that side of the market. I feel that they can be a bit of lackluster in their support or the changes that they're making to please advertisers. Anyway, enough of that ramble about Facebook and their issues of growth. Let's go into our chat today. We've got Julia welcoming us and saying that, you know, thank you for joining Um, After Facebook and Instagram going down yesterday, we're going to talk about diversification in PPC, but how we all doing so yeah apart from is obviously we've got julia vice joining the conversation as well as dan patterson and a few others like paul stevenson that's a new name so yeah love it when new people um join the conversation we've got orlando valencia as well joining us and john kagan who i see started tweeting on time today thank you john as well as daniel Vardy um and dave galigua so yes quite a few people giving their great opinions about what happened or what they're doing in social media even. And so going on to question one, we've got um, Julie asking, what percentage of your advertising is currently done on Facebook and or Instagram? Julia Vice goes, it's hard to say, but they are a staple on most campaigns. There's almost no program I run that doesn't include Facebook, Instagram in some way. Orlando Valencia goes, roughly 85% of all my client budgets goes towards PPC right now. It'll vary by client and industry, but search intent is still king. Julie goes herself saying, I actually don't have anything running on either right now, which is weird, but I'm not unhappy about it either. John Kagan replies, of my digital is probably about 20 to 25% of total budget and 90% of my social. Daniel Vardy replies, going roughly 20%. Dan Patterson goes, I can't give an exact percentage, but we definitely spend more on PPC than Facebook or Instagram ads. From there, we have Julie quickly taking us on to question two saying, were you impacted by the Facebook and Instagram blackout yesterday? If so, how were you impacted? Before that, we've got David Galleguez replying to question one saying, paid search, overpaid social as far as spends go, but we still run tons of Facebook campaigns in tandem as far as number of campaigns go. Melissa McKee then takes us on to answering question two saying, yes, was trying to get weekly reports out but obviously couldn't now they're a day late clients understand of course but still okay weekly reports okay i thought like if she had to do daily reports that'll be a travesty but it's a yeah a weekly report that was d- due for yesterday i imagine dan patterson replies to question two saying looking over the stats right now looks like facebook made up for the downtime and we still hit spend caps and had transactions interesting And then we have Sam replying saying, absolutely, anytime you can't get into a set of platforms while circa 35% of client budget is directed, it's an issue. Daniel Vardy replies, not so much. Misery loves company, so if everyone is blacked out, clients don't care as much. And it was a temporary thing anyway. No one was really crying over this or felt bad for Facebook. No, yeah, they are... They got enough money to not cry about this. And he continues saying, someone suggested the outage was to distract people from the whistleblower reports. Interesting. Um, But at this point, I don't think Facebook cares about whistleblowers. They know people won't really leave them because of that. And then Dan replies, everyone loves a good conspiracy. Yes, I do as well. I went to a party last weekend and literally at the end of the night, the, the last few of us that were there just went into conspiracy theory." about people who have reported had passed away but we're saying that may not have passed away and interesting stuff like that it was quite funny and then yeah Julie replies to uh, Dan Patterson where Dan had said looking over the stats right now looks like Facebook made up for the downtime we still hit spend caps Julie replies I saw many people tweeting about this earlier today did Facebook make up for the lost time in your accounts interesting did they Make up? Will they have made up? Dan replies, sure looks like it. I can only imagine how much they were losing per hour, so they were very motivated to make up for it. Sam replies, for some of our accounts, yes. For a few others, they tried but couldn't get there. Julia Vice replies, I haven't seen yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens this morning. Interesting. Have you guys seen, for those who are running Facebook, have you seen them make it up for it? Today it will be really interesting to hear that. I'm going to put that question for those on Spotify. I'm going to put that question um, in the details. Spotify allows you to do that for anything you record and post up. You can do a bit of a poll question or just, you know, do a question and answer. So please, if you're on Spotify, i will be really grateful if you do answer that question. I'm going to put that on there. David Galibers replies to question two. So installed our new campaign launches and campaign optimizations for sure. Lawrence Chase replies, most of my clients only dabble in Facebook, so maybe 5 to 10% of budgets. Garrett replies to question one saying, well-rounded budgets for both but favour search intent. Julia Vice replies, we were definitely impacted, many campaigns were down, we couldn't access support and we had to answer client questions in a time of very limited information. Do you just move Budget over to Twitter or wait or watch lots of decisions on the fly. Yeah, that's not the time to make decisions. That's not the time to start doing emergency meetings to what we're we going to do. Like, give it a day. It's just one day. Give it a day. A day is not going to ruin, well, depending on budget, so a day really shouldn't ruin marketing results joe replies to question two saying thankfully we're in the slow part of the year at the moment so no huge impact but yesterday did prompt a ton of questions about how parts of facebook works that were hard to answer without accessing their website was the website live was the website able to do anything <laughs> um but then have ratan ratan to question one saying, it varies based on the product or services of the clients for fashion and beauty segments we spend higher on facebook or insta about 40 to 50 percent for the rest is usually about 20 to 30 percent. Lawrence Chase replies question two saying clients were not overly concerned since everyone was equally impacted. The biggest impact for me was my end of month or quarter reporting that was stalled. Sigh. And then we have Orlando Valencia replying to question two as well, saying that the Facebook IG blackout yesterday wasn't a big concern for my clients since everyone was affected the same. John Kagan replies to question two, saying it gave me a new excuse for why I was underpacing in spend. And then Dwayne Brown replies saying to question one, saying 100% of our clients are on Facebook in some form, some put more focus on it versus other channels we then have julie taking us on to question three saying did any clients or stakeholders have a reaction to this that was shared with you was your reaction to the platforms going down the same or different from your clients or stakeholders john kagan replies, saying favorite response from one cmo we have an instagram oh god Ah, don't tell them Sam replies to question three saying most clients had some kind of reaction though all were quite understanding since they saw this issue firsthand in general it's more frustration at Facebook IG whatsapp than it is anything else. Julia Vice replies, saying that it was different, different per kind. My feeling through the day was to observe and review. I don't like scrambling to move budgets just for everything to turn back on. Some kinds were fine with that. Some were looking for more immediate actions. Dwayne Brown replies to question two, saying clients and our team couldn't access anything. One client joked, at least we are saving money if no one can access most of our ads. Six hours is a long time to be down. Ratan replies to question two, saying Facebook is already facing issues complying with the Reserve Bank of India's e-mandate here. More than half of the post-Bay Facebook ads didn't serve any ad because of payment issues. The impact is bad for e-com precisely. Beauty and fashion segments. Garrett replies to question three, saying it was a matter of waiting until the issue was resolved. We were sitting ducks, and that's out of our control. And we have Lawrence Chase replies to question three, saying I had a client that just started on Facebook and they joked our ad broke the platform (laughs) other than that my clients thankfully are pretty understanding yeah the client can make a joke about it that's great julie advice replies if you figure out an ad that does break that platform let us know (laughs) yeah that would be a find julie replies question three saying i found it so illuminating regarding our expectations of immediacy in the grand scheme of things being down for six hours is a blip but we are so trained for everything to be always on and always performing, exactly. And so I'm actually surprised by the reaction but some of the very nice and, you know, laser-fair reactions to it being down. Dan Patterson replies saying, remember the days when Twitter all would always have, Twitter is over capacity warnings, we're spoiled now. And Julia replies, oh, the fail whale, Twitter held up well with all the extra tra- traffic yesterday. Yes, it did. Julia Weiss agrees, saying, to be fair, we have a contest running right now, so there is concern over missing those impressions. We had Dwayne Brown reply to question three, saying, beyond the joking client in answer two, most just accepted it was down as there was nothing anyone can do about it. Since we are not a paid social agency, we had tons of work on Google and other channels to work on, plus just of Clavio work to keep us productive now, I'm not going to edit this out. Did you guys hear a bleep earlier on? That's because I've been saying Google so many times that my phone decided to respond to it. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And when we had Julia Vice replying to question three with, it was different per client. My feeling through the days was to observe and review. I don't like scrambling to move budgets just for everything to turn back on. Yeah, so Dwayne replies to that saying, I think most should only consider moving it if it went into today. If Facebook can't solve it within 24 hours, that is a far worse sign. And then we have Julia, um Julia Bicini taking us on to question four saying, Are you thinking more about diversification in your PPC advertising platforms? If so, how long have you been thinking about or wanting to diversify more? What is the primary motivation? I don't think we've even talked about diversification yet, which is the title of this um episode so anyway going into that we've got julia vice going the years honestly i don't like having all eggs in one basket it's risky it limits your audience and boards budget away from testing give me a rich mosaic rather than a single source of traffic and awareness any day Dylan Online replies question 3 saying no one apart from colleagues made mention of it but looking back I feel it was a missed opportunity not to send out some cheeky mailers. Dylan Brown replies question 4 saying if this doesn't get brands to move some money away from Facebook will anything get them to do it? Brands need to take action and stop thinking about doing it. Even putting all your money just into Google or SEO or PR is never a good idea. Daniel Vardy replies to question four saying, we've been discussing and actively working to reduce dependency on Google because efficiencies are down and they are taking more and more control away. Our goal in 2022 is to have 50% in Google versus 75% in 2000." And one and ninety percent in 2020. Again, he says our goal in 2022 is to have 50 percent in Google versus 75 percent in 2021 and 90 percent in 2020. So reducing the percentage they're giving towards Google, more diversification. That makes sense. Lawrence Chase replies: I think this always has to be a consideration. Diversifying where you your leads or business comes from is vital. If we depend on any single entity for all our business, we are playing with fire, social, PPC, podcasts, catalogs, etc., All need to be considered. Garrett replies to question four, saying, it's always good to branch out and test different platforms. It's always good to branch out and test different platforms and strategies. It's an ongoing task on my list to find areas of expansion. So far, the main channels usually take the cake. As expected, but we still test. Julie Bertini replies to question 14. I have always encouraged clients to diversify across channels. It is just a smart move and a hedge against any one platform that is a juggernaut today falling off a click, a cliff. Quickly or slowly, staying ahead of competitors means being willing to try different things. John Kagan replies, question four, the lone thing I miss from Yahoo! Gemini has been able to not have a duopoly. So we have looked into other platforms and plan to proceed with the likes of Ad Media, which is Ad, Ad underscore Media, and Ad not, Tet, Ad not Net Inc. and Yelp. Hmm, interesting. Dave Galegos replies to question four saying, honestly, everyone who hasn't played with programmatic, please check out stack adapt. That's a handle stack adapt or the like and get some of those levers and switches back to play with that, which Google taketh away. He continues also so many new platforms go and play and he gives us a link to a LinkedIn post by um, a guy called Ari Lewine. And uh, Ari goes Uber launches Uber ads, Apple launches search ads. Yeah, I think I knew about that one. Walmart launches Walmart DSP Instacart launches Instacart Advertising, their CVS, Target, Gap, Alta, Home Depot, TripAdvisor, Kroger, and Best Buy Launch Media Networks. Given enough time, every company is an advertising company. Very true. If you've got the website, if you've got the platform, if you've got an audience you've got an advertising platform and then we have daniel vardy replying to question 14 our goal for paid is to shift more into social obviously but also connected tv podcasts influencer marketing campaigns also hoping apple releases their own search engine and takes away google's monopoly well there's apple search ads but i don't know whether it's going to be a full-blown desktop search engine that they're gonna provide we wait and see for that dan patterson replies to question forcing always thinking about diversification social display organic pr don't put all your eggs in one basket but it's hard to not focus too much on the best performing channel Dylan online replies to question four saying one chapter in PPC Kirk's Ponderings of a PPC Professional is dedicated to investing in other channels. Yes, I highly advise you to go and buy the book Ponderings of a PPC Professional, which is available on Amazon, um, also available as an audio book that you can listen to through Audible. Really highly recommend it. Since I've read this, it changed my mind on clients who rely too heavily on one channel. 95% of advertising budget into one channel is a red flag. Very much so. Very well said, Dylan. Uh, Kirk replies thanks for sharing, Dylan. I'm so glad it was helpful for you and he he, yeah he goes it definitely was julie then takes us on to question five saying are clients or stakeholders asking for alternative strategies that move away from facebook and or instagram or other platforms if so has their concern increased decreased, or stayed the same in the last few months and we have Lawrence Chase replying to question five saying, not yet. I think they understand that stuff happens. Daniel Vardy replies, I think we are pushing more than clients. We're also pushing for different ways to measure success. There are too many channels for clients to know all and they are counting on us to test different things. join Brown replies, since we already do this for clients and are proactive, they haven't asked trying to get a couple more clients on Microsoft ads before the end of the month. Yes, Microsoft needs to give us more volume. We keep looking at the volume being low, especially compared to Google thinking, you know, is there something more we could be doing and then more keywords need to be added. and it's just really the differentiator in, in volume. We've got the same CPA levels, the cost per acquisition or cost per leads and return on investments. It's just that volume is quite lacking. Julie then responds to question five as well saying clients have been a little more risk averse in the COVID era which is understandable it is important to always be reminding clients that platforms control everything on their platform and what works or exists today very well might not tomorrow so always be ready ABR. We've got Julie advice replying to Daniel Vardy where um, Daniel had gone oh this is a conversation about question four so Thinking more about diversification, Daniel Vardy had gone. We've been discussing and actively working to reduce dependency on Google. Yes, Daniel continues. Our goal for paid is to shift. More into social, obviously, but also connected TV, podcast, influencer marketing campaigns, etc. And Julie Vice replies to that saying, have you done any Apple search? It's very rudimentary. Think about the Apple device ecosystem and then consider if a company that did all that is actually going to give more control to advertisers than Big G. Daniel replies, true, I just don't like one company having all the data and control. I think Google needs a competitor. They do. Thus far, most of the innovations they came up with in the past seven years benefited them and not marketers or end users. It's the same for Apple, Facebook or Amazon. Julia Vice replies, Amazon is a competitor. They have way more retail research than Google and their ownership of the product and supply chain Really worries me. We'll see how Apple does building their closed media garden, but my guess is it will be similar to what we've seen for I've seen from others. And then we have Julie continuing on that conversation, saying, "Let's be totally real here." these are all massive publicly traded companies they have one obligation and one obligation only in their minds which is to make maximum dollars for their shareholders and to meet or exceed earnings expectations that's it and that's something that I actually did say recently with on a podcast with um Ellen Parkers her podcast that's called the programmatic digest please go and check it out we chatted to her about you know google and all the the autonomy and monopoly they have on the in the market and what automation is all about for them and this is exactly what i said they are trying to you know increase their profits make more money and automation helps with that because if you do not know where to diversify if you don't do not know where your diminishing return is you're just going to keep on spending on the channel and then Lawrence replies to question, replies to that, continues the conversation saying until it impacts the bottom line, they don't care. Unfortunately, what happens is the management team in place only can think one way, reduce cost and increase what people pay versus new features and options. Daniel replies, 100% agree. Public perception or opinion only matters as far as their bottom line. No one is acting in benevolence. At the end of the day, the idea of capitalism breaks down. When you have monopolies and governments are really slow to respond, especially with new tech, especially where they don't understand what tech is. What was that question that some dude Governor Blumenthal asked a lady at Facebook saying that can you shut down Finster when the lady was trying to explain that it's just a type of Facebook account that tries to improve privacy, but he's like, yeah, but it's one of your products. Just shut it down. Ah, Lord help us. They need more tech savvy people on those sides asking the questions. If they want to be taken seriously, Julie then takes us on to question six and what platforms have you been using or testing for use instead of Facebook and or Instagram? How have those campaigns performed for you? When response to question five, got Dave replying saying, our stakeholders just want results, really. It's more a resource capacity issue. How many channels can we effectively compete? Can our MOPs, teams, MOPs, get the APIs up and running to fully report out in our dashboards need to show value up front? we've got then Lawrence replying to question six saying, I do a lot of Amazon and it works extremely well for retailers. We have also tested Pinterest and Spotify with some success depending on the brand and message. Julia Vice replies, I wouldn't say instead, but alongside for conversation. I really like Twitter for mass reach. TikTok is where it's at right now. Pinterest is really good for retail and I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. Throw in some podcasts on Spotify and you've got a good mix. Julie then takes us on to question six and I'm intrigued by TikTok, but it is not a good fit for my current clients. I do like LinkedIn and Quora for B2B and some B2C too, particularly Quora for the B2C. And we have a nice answer from Quirk Williams here to question four, where he says Becoming single channel focused is the never ending temptation for e com companies, especially early adopters since Google, way old days, Facebook, all days, TikTok, now, etc., tend to be less competitive when new and can be early adopter gold mines when done well. And that's the key, when done well. Julie replies, great points about early adoption and early success. Kirk replies, the temptation is to get complacent and stick with the horse that got you here, but it will always change. We'll get more competitive, we'll get more regulated, we'll get more complex, etc. Channel diversification has to be fought for when it seems less profitable. I think the industry has matured in this regard, but I've seen DC, uh, DTCers So that's direct to customer. Wrestle with this out loud lately. Like everyone knows, you shouldn't focus only on Facebook. But when it's easy money, it's hard to do the hard work to diversify and maybe even lose profitability. Biz is hard. Julie replies, and no one talks about the whacked out marketing demands of DTC brands that are VC backed So venture capitalists. They want new customer growth period. Retention, that's adorable. No, we don't want to spend any dollars on that. It's a bad plan from Go that is destined to fall apart. Lawrence then replies, VC-backed worlds can be very intense for marketers. And yeah, yeah, and I'll never work on one again. Ooh, I have that bad experience. Anyway, let's not get into that today. Ask me that on my Twitter or, or, or on LinkedIn. And then we have Julie taking us on to the last question of the day, question seven saying what is your biggest concern and or challenge when it comes to diversification in your PPC planning and strategy? John first replies to question six though, though saying I had previously tested running some ads in Reddit and using Nathan's insight tag to better gauge the firm more graphics of the users in each targeted room. It proved successful for one of my client's verticals, but I wasn't able to replicate it for other clients. Dan Patterson replies, Attribution, when one channel like PVC becomes the gold standard, higher funnel channels get a bad rap, and with tracking or attribution issues these days, it's getting harder and harder to show if those channels are working or not and we have julie denko answering question seven saying to test and create a presence on additional platforms and networks you need additional dollars clients want a guarantee of success in new spaces which are just not realistic sometimes it's frustrating julia vice replies one coin two sides resourcing and consolidation do we have the resources to effectively manage all these channels to high performance standards and are they all owned by the same two companies anyway laurent's Replies to question seven saying, finding the right platforms for brands is like a tough game of chess. We need to understand their demo and make the right choice of platform, message, product, or it can be a waste. If we make bad choices, brands are sometimes hesitant to try again. David Galiguez replies to uh, question seven, seeing MOP's capacity. I feel like I have the go ahead to explore new channels, and there is a ton of training and great onboarding teams out there. But again, optimizing and reporting at scale. Is a challenge. Kirk replies to question seven, saying, thinking back to my in house days for this answer, getting buy in for channel diversification when those channels aren't as evidently profitable as the channel that got us where we are. So, yes, it's all that blocker is the conversation, is the getting in. Julia Vice replies, that is very real and not just for in house. Dave Gallegos goes, I'm hoping the attribution discussions we're having on truly showing MTA value will help us explore other channels with a little more cover yes you need to get attribution involved in those conversations move away from last click John then responds to question seven, saying, from a lead gen perspective, my concern is getting client buy-in on spreading the butter across multiple platforms that would show immediate results, especially when the sales cycle could take months before the lead turns into a sale, depending on the industry, depending on the channel when it comes to the type of a product, if it's an expensive product the sales, the lead to sales cycle can be long. So you always need to have patience for that. John Kagan replies to question five, saying they ask in passing and also recognize a Twitter cannot compensate for the behemoth that the platform is. To question six, John replies, everything from Pinterest to TikTok is an option, but not as an alternative. And to question seven, he goes, lack of viable options that aren't fraudulent yes those fraudulent clicks stuff is a very much a key thing we need to remember something that we talked about when we're talking about display um not just even about fraudulent clicks just more about you know brand protection and being making sure our brand is not showing on sites that are not what we want to be showing against which is similar to click fraud um, detection that needs to be done and I've got Dwayne Brown replied to question six saying, take your picks: Google, Microsoft, Snap, Amazon, digital, out of home. Dylan replies, I've been looking into TikTok ads recently, but one company in South Africa has, has exclusivity on advertising for TikTok hair, so it's a bit tougher. Oh, wow, is he in South Africa? I've encouraged clients to place a higher focus on CRNs and their email campaigns, though. That's good good idea. And uh, to answer the last question, he goes, biggest challenge is getting budget from clients. Biggest concern is stretching total budget over two platforms and affecting existing performance on Google while not doing enough on Facebook. Clients expect 5% of total budget to make a difference when used on Facebook. And with that one, we come to the end of um, this episode. Um, I hope you've had some really great uh, takeaways from that. It's very interesting to hear what are different options outside of um, Facebook? Is what our different options outside Google is. Google will always be a topic that comes up. And because of the monopoly, they are the behemoths, the big dudes, really like taking control over social spend or search spend. So, yeah, we really need to figure out what to do and take them into consider- consideration with that. So, hope you found this talk very useful. Please look at that. Answer my question that is on uh, for Spotify users that I'm going to put up as How did you know the Facebook outage affect you? Have you seen your stats come back up? It's a yes and no, so please get involved with that if you're on Spotify. If you have any feedback about this podcast or even some corrections or anything that has been shared, get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on my handle, the marketing Anu. Oh, Find me on LinkedIn with uh, my name, Anu Bola. Yeah, we have a PPC chat roundup group there. And we'd also love to have you join. Just send a request. And finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly. There's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week.